Kellen Earn here, 12 plus year fitness coach, giving you a quick fitness tips to change how you think about exercise, nutrition, and lasting athleticism. So if you tend to self-sabotage, if you tend to get in your own way when you're starting to make progress on your workouts or your nutrition, keep listening because this can really shift your thinking because there are subtle influences and subtle mindsets that can have a powerful effect on how much effort you're going to put towards your goals and they can determine whether or not you're going to get short-term or long-term results. And more importantly, they'll determine if you're going to dabble like most people or really get your footing and reach an extraordinary level of fitness. And these are inspired by studying one of the all-time greats in hockey, Wayne Gretzky. If you aren't familiar, he rewrote the record books in hockey for scoring the most goals in a season, most assists in a season, most goals in a career, and many other records. To this day, many of these have never been broken. But even if you could care less about hockey, these lessons will allow you to stop falling off the wagon and really maintain your focus. The first one is the dark side of transformation. In his autobiography, Gretzky shares his experience with the toxicity of other people's beliefs, especially when it comes to watching talent and excellence. When Gretzky was 10 years old and four foot four, he ended up getting 378 goals in 68 games, which broke the previous record by 238. And people were scratching their heads thinking, how could he do that? Little did they know he'd been skating since he was two and a half years old. So he had almost eight years of experience on skates where most kids had maybe three to four. And Gretzky would play on the ice before school, after school, and often against older, bigger kids. So this accumulated into a huge advantage when he joined the hockey team. Instead of investigating this, though, people either idolized him, begging for autographs and hanging posters of him, or they became jealous in the Gretzky bashing came out in full force with the parents of other kids calling him a puck hog or using stopwatches to track his time with the puck or booing when his name was announced and one opposing coach even told him you won't live to see Christmas Gretzky. Now what's interesting about this is it was always the parents. His teammates knew he went out of his way to pass the puck and that he was a team player. Gretzky says They'd see the numbers, the 378s, and just refuse to believe they were real. It's got to be a fluke, they'd say, and they kept saying it. So this ugly pattern of bashing excellence occurs subtly and not so subtly when people see someone develop an unbelievable level of athleticism or transform their body or clean up their nutrition or accomplish a physical feat of endurance, especially if it's not common for their age group. People are very quick to justify, bash, or explain it away. And this means two things. Number one, if you're on the path of excellence, get ready. Because there will be people ready to criticize your hard work and effort. And there will be others who rally around you, of course, as well. But if you aren't prepared for this, you can be thrown off by this idea that everyone's going to be supportive of you. But the best route is really to anticipate it and know that it's coming. Number two, watch out for this tendency within yourself. When you see excellence in health and fitness, instead of explaining it away or attacking it, ask a few golden questions. What can I learn from this person? And what can I take away from them that would help me moving forward? Some things may not be applicable, but find out what is. 
Sometimes a ritual, a belief, a system for exercise or nutrition can be used based on their example. And you, if you keep collecting these and embodying them, you can't help but accumulate, quote, hundreds of hours on the ice, just like Gretzky did, which eventually built up to a huge advantage. Number two, beware of the limits others put on you. When Gretzky started making waves in hockey and just blowing past his competition, parents of the other kids started to get defensive and criticize him. Gretzky says, When I was 10, they were saying I'd be washed up by 12. When I was 12, they were saying I'd be washed up by 14. When I was 14, they said 15. And this trend continued as he skated in the World Hockey Association. They would say, Sure, he could play junior varsity hockey, but what will happen when he gets to the NHL? And unfortunately for them, he kept rising to the challenge and progressively getting better and better. And not because he was bigger or stronger or faster, by the way, but that's a different topic. This pervasive mindset, though, of justifying or trying to bring down somebody's future performance is really pervasive and it freezes over well beyond hockey and goes into the realm of fitness and aging as well where people will say, just wait until you're 40 or 50 or 60 or 70. And the intent behind their message is, your fitness, stamina, and strength are only gonna get worse with age. Now, I can understand that more time on this planet equals more chance of injury. And nagging injuries and dysfunctions that don't get addressed can get worse and worse over time. And then accumulation sets in. You stack enough dysfunction and stiffness and pain and poor posture and lack of movement. And yeah, something's got to give. Sometimes multiple somethings. Especially if one day you jump out of bed and lace up for a 5K or attempt to deadlift a house. And you haven't been training towards that those goals, right? But is the expectation that things are gonna go downhill accurate? Sure, you can find countless examples, but what about examples of those who are crushing it and getting stronger as they get older? For example, on Rudy Kadlubs, and I might be mispronouncing that, on his 73rd birthday, he deadlifted 503 pounds, took a Georgia shot, which is a double shot of Kentucky bourbon whiskey, and then did 523 pounds. Last year, he did 520 pounds and the year prior 500 pounds as part of his birthday of a birthday celebration or birthday tradition. Or take 97-year-old Charles Yugster, a bodybuilder, sprinter, and record holder for his age group in 60 meter to 400 meter races. Now, if you're thinking, oh, he must have been an athlete all his life, think again. He didn't start seriously weightlifting until he's 87 years old and then he didn't pick up running until, wait for it, it was 95 years old. I'll say that again. He didn't pick up running until he was 95 years old. So if people want to set their own limits, that's their choice. But what really kind of ruffles my feathers is when these people try to set limits on others based on their own results or lack thereof. Each person has a unique starting point, a unique set of prior injuries, but who's to say they can't defy the odds and become fitter and stronger than people 10, 20, even 30 years younger? And I've witnessed this phenomenon time and time again. So the next time somebody says, just you wait until, a little alarm should go off in your head, which alerts you, this may be their limit, but it ain't gonna be mine. Number three, 
high score versus low score mentality. So in his book, Gretzky shares the difference between a high score versus low score in hockey and how they perceive the goalie differently. Gretzky says, if you ask a 50 goal scorer what the goalie looks like, he'll say the goalie's just a blur. If you ask a five goal scorer, he'll say the goalie looks like a huge glob of pads. A five goal scorer can tell you the name, the brand name of the pad of every goalie in the league. I'm seeing the net. He's seeing the pad. So I've come across many athletes. And when I say athletes, I mean athletes in spirit, not necessarily in sport. But I've seen them over the years who have a similar mentality of seeing the net instead of the pad. So they'll see opportunities each day for moving more, whether it's parking a little bit further away while shopping, going for a walk with friends, doing a set of squats while they're waiting for the water to boil, or taking up a sport, not just to move more, but for a feeling of mastery. Moving more, not because they have to or they should, but because they can and they get to. They recognize this precious power and they choose to expand it instead of let it shrink. They see each day with more opportunity versus people who see, quote, the pad. These people see what's in the way of eating better or moving a little bit more. And the more they do that, the bigger the, quote, glob of pads looks that's guarding them from their goals. So how do you break the habit? A slight shift in focus is all it takes, at least to start. And the interesting thing is the more you look for opportunities, the more you find them. And the more you find them, the more you have the chance to seize them. And over time, you know, you can build a habit of this. For instance, grocery stores are beginning to hold healthier and healthier products and ingredients. The more you look for these, the more you will find them. The opportunities for creating healthy, delicious recipes are becoming way easier if you're willing to seize them. Beyond that though, I challenge you to find the other opportunities in your day to move more and eat better and see the net, not the pad. Let these mindset lessons steer you away from the mediocrity and allow you to keep expanding yourself into a better and better athlete, even if you don't consider yourself one yet. For more fitness tips, for getting your mind right about exercise and nutrition so you can get in the best shape of your life, check out the link below.